you so much for your word. I do thank you that it is trustworthy and true. And I pray, Father, that by your spirit, you would speak not only to me, but to the church. Because, Lord, this is about what you are saying, Holy Spirit, to the church of Jesus Christ. Uh, And so, Holy Spirit, we ask you to speak in this time. I pray, Lord, that uh, what I share would be confirmed by you, Holy Spirit, uh, to the glory and honor of Jesus. Uh, And Lord, if this is not of you, then I pray everything would be forgotten um, and uh, and no ill repute be attributed to Jesus. But I I honor you and praise you and come to you with confidence, Lord, uh, that you do speak uh, and you give us your word and we are your people. And so we love you and we honor you and we worship you in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, in this uh, time of the house of prayer, uh, these few weeks, I'm talking about what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church. Uh, And I mentioned last week, I think, that when I started praying about this and I was asking the Lord about it, uh, when this came into my mind, what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church, I rejected it at first because uh, it's kind of trite. A lot of people talk about what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church, and I've heard this many times. Uh, actually. And a lot of times when I've heard people talk about what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church, they're not talking about what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church. It's it's stuff that they've made up in their own minds. Uh, And I pray that that's not the case with me. Uh, If it is, then the Lord reveal that and reject it. But as soon as uh, I I began to push that aside, uh, saying, oh, that can't be you, Father. That's just my own imagination. Uh, immediately, there were five things that were dropped into my, into my mind uh, that I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying to the church. Uh, and so we're looking at those five things uh, over these, uh, these few weeks together. And this week is number two. Uh, the second thing that I felt that the Holy Spirit was saying to the church is this. Discern shepherds from hired hands and stop following hired hands. Discern shepherds from hired hands and stop following hired hands. Now the scripture for this is from John chapter 10. And I'm going to read these verses. John 10, uh, verse 11 to verse 13. Jesus is talking here and he says this, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Now here it's important to state at the outset that Jesus is the one who is the good shepherd. Jesus is the one who is the good shepherd. He says, I am the good shepherd. There's no one good but Jesus. There's no really good shepherd but Jesus. But notice how he shifts from saying he is the good shepherd, and then he begins to compare a shepherd with a hired hand. Uh, And I think what we see from this is that even though there is one good shepherd, and that is Jesus, There are other shepherds that Jesus places amongst his flock to shepherd his sheep. Uh, And oftentimes those are called pastors. 
Uh, by the way, the word pastor in the Greek is the exact same word as shepherd. And elders are people who are called to shepherd the sheep. Now, elders may or may not be a shepherd, but they are called to shepherd the sheep. And also, when you begin to look in the Bible, you see another use of the word shepherd, and that is in Ephesians 4.11. Uh, and, and Jesus gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be, past, uh, some to be evangelists, some to be shepherds, and some to be teachers. And that's what we often refer to as the fivefold, or some people call it the fourfold ministry. Um, I tend to use the fivefold ministry, but that's the fivefold ministry. And in this, in the context of the scripture, in the context of the scripture, we are seeing multiple uses of the word shepherd. And this is really, really important for us. Uh, one use of the word shepherd is the good shepherd who is Jesus Christ. A second use of the word shepherd would be the fivefold ministry of shepherd. Uh, and you know the fivefold ministry of shepherd because they are those who also raise up others to be shepherds. Uh, and oftentimes people with a fivefold shepherding ministry shepherd more than just one church. And then you have elders that are in the local church. And sometimes you'll have an elder in the local church who's, you know, who's actually employed to shepherd that church. Now that doesn't mean that elder or that shepherd in the local church or that pastor in the local church is necessarily a five-fold pastor. Okay, uh, and then elders are called to shepherd the sheep. So even though elders are not necessarily shepherds themselves, in other words, they don't have the label of, she uh, of shepherd, they are told to shepherd, to do the work of shepherding. That's what Peter tells them, for example, in uh, 1 Peter chapter 5. He says, as a fellow elder, I tell you, shepherd the sheep that are under your care. Um, and then there's one other concept here that's really important, uh, and this is the con just the general concept, shepherd, as Jesus uses it here. So shepherd in this context here in John, it's not necessarily a fivefold shepherd, although it could include that. It's not necessarily a pastor who is shepherding the church, although it could include that. And it's not necessarily... A, an elder who's acting as a shepherd, although it could include that. Okay, so there's a diversity here. Uh, and that's important. So we're talking about shepherd in this context in the more broad and generic sense. And this is really important. Uh, and I discovered this, frankly, just in the, la in the last few years. I discovered this because God really caught me out. Uh, if you've been around me, if you've been in City Temple for any length of time, or you've been around me uh, very much at all, you will have heard me many times saying, I'm not really a pastor. You know, I'm not really a pastor. If, you, if you're in the hospital, you don't want to come, you don't want to have me come visit you, because I'll say, you know, you don't look that sick. Get out of bed, go home, 
uh, why you know take up the resources of the NHS? You know that, and, and I'm not that bad. Okay, I I joke about this, uh, but you know I'm not the kind of guy that's always going to hold your hand if you're if you're crying. And some some pastors or churches do that very well. I mean they they have such a pastoral care caring kind of ministry, and I care, I care. But in that kind of way, you know, I've never said that I was a pastor. And I'm definitely not a five-fold pastor. I'm not a five-fold shepherd. And so I've always joked about that. Uh, and one day I was with a group of friends, and we were talking about the difference between hired hands and shepherds. And all of a sudden in that conversation, God tripped me up, and showed me actually that I was a shepherd. Not in a five-fold sense, not in the sense of being pastoral, you know, or a pastor uh, per se, but really in the John chapter 10 kind of sense, uh, I was a shepherd. Uh, and it really surprised me, and it bemused me quite a bit, and so I can't really say uh, that uh, I'm not a shepherd quite as much anymore. Um, but it's really important for us to understand this distinction between shepherds and hired hands. And as the Spirit is saying, discern shepherds from hired hands and stop following hired hands. Uh, and that's a very dangerous thing, I think, and, and it makes me nervous saying it, but I do think that that's what the Holy Spirit is saying. So how do we know? What is a hired hand according to this passage? How do you recognize a hired hand? First of all, hired hands do not lay their lives down for the sheep. Now here, it's not just talking about being willing to die for the sheep. Uh, but it's actually talking about, are you, as a shepherd, willing to live for the sheep? Hired hands don't live for the sheep. Hired hands live for themselves. Hired hands don't lay down their lives. They hold on to their lives, their preferences, their desires, uh, their own sense of well-being, uh, what they think uh, is, should be God's vision, uh, what God is doing in them. Uh, and oftentimes, uh, you know, the, the hired hand will, will want all the sheep to serve the hired hand. The hired hand is not serving the sheep. Uh, in other words, the hired hands do not lay their lives down for the sheep. They are not genuinely living for the well-being of their sheep. That's the first way. And if you look carefully, and the problem is, when you see somebody in church leadership, uh, and at an initial glance, every hired hand looks like a shepherd. Every hired hand looks like a shepherd. It's only when you examine those who have shepherd clothes on and those who are hired hands who have shepherd clothes on, and when you examine them carefully, it's at that point that you can start to discern. So the first thing is hired hands do not lay their lives down for the sheep. Hired hands, the second thing, hired hands, they know that the sheep ultimately belong to Jesus, 
but they tend to think of the sheep as their own possession. They know that they ultimately belong to Jesus, but they tend to think of them as their own. They're my own possession. They're my own church members. They're my own family. Uh, A hired hand, for example, would not release a sheep to go to another shepherd. Uh, A hired hand would say, hey, I've got to keep that sheep. So if Jesus instructs a sheep to move from one pasture to another pasture, the hired hand will say, no, you can't go. You have to stay. Uh, And they will do whatever they can to try to get the sheep to stay with them, not release them to go where God's calling them. Now, of course, shepherds will be wise and not just let sheep wander off willy-nilly just because they think they're supposed to go someplace else. They'll ask them the questions and things like that. But in the end, uh, a shepherd will be discerning about this, but a hired hand will try to hold on to the sheep, try to own the sheep, because as a hired hand, you get your sense of value from the number of sheep you have. If you got a lot of sheep as a hired hand, you think, wow, I'm important. And if you have very few sheep, you think, well, you know, I'm not that big a deal. So hired hands tend to get their sense of value, their sense of significance from the number of sheep that they have. And again, you won't notice this initially, but you need to look at it carefully. Third thing about hired hands, hired hands, according to Jesus, they will leave the sheep when they see the wolf coming, or they will leave the sheep whenever they see almost any other sign of trouble coming. It may not be a wolf. You know, it may not be actually a wolf or a wolf in sheep's clothing. Uh, Sometimes hired hands will run away just because things get difficult. So you go through a storm and the hired hand starts to feel that their life is threatened, their well-being is threatened. Uh, and, and so they were, would willingly abandon the sheep in the midst of a storm to go someplace else. Uh, and the thing is that oftentimes they will use good sounding language to justify that. Oh, well, I, I, the storm is here and I, and I need to protect a, a bigger pasture of sheep. Uh, or the storm is here and, well, you know, I've got to look out for myself. I've got to look out for my own well-being. Uh, that's very important because... You know, if I perish in this storm, uh, then, you know, how can I ever serve another group of sheep? Uh, But the hired hands will leave the sheep. They will run away. They will flee when they see the wolf coming, when they see trouble coming. Uh, Many times you can tell a hired hand when they flee because they they feel like they're being called away from something rather than called to something. Let me tell you, God seldomly calls you away from something. If God calls you, he calls you to. Uh, For example, you look at Abraham in the Old Testament. Abraham was living in Ur, the Chaldees. And God says, he does say, now Abraham, I'm going to call you away from here. But actually, what I'm, I'm calling you to, a promised land, Uh, that I want you to occupy. So he wasn't calling Abraham away from Ur of the Chaldees as much as he was calling Abraham to the promised land to make him a great nation 
uh, from whom all the nations of the earth would be blessed. And that's what happened. Because Abraham went to, he didn't run from. He was called to something else. The only time that God tends to call people away from something is when he's going to destroy it. So, for example, he called Lot away from Sodom and Gomorrah, but he was about to toast Sodom and Gomorrah. And so he wanted Lot to get out there, but he called him to Abraham as well. He called Abraham there to rescue him. And so uh, hopefully you get the idea behind that. Another way that you recognize hired hands is that hired hands will allow the wolves to snatch and scatter the sheep. Now, wolves are false teachers, they're false prophets, uh, they're false shepherds, uh, false leaders, uh, and oftentimes hired hands. Uh, they just let the wolves come in and run rampant with the sheep. Uh, they never correct the sheep. Uh, they'll, they'll never tell the sheep, hey, you shouldn't be following this person. You shouldn't go after this person. Sometimes they're afraid to offend the sheep. Uh, and so they don't speak the truth, and they just let the wolves come in and snatch the sheep. Sometimes they don't call wolves wolves um, or, or recognize wolves when they're in sheep's clothing, uh, but they just let the wolves have their way with the sheep. That's a hired hand. That's a hired hand. Finally, hired hands don't really care for the sheep. This is all according. All these things are in, in the passage here. It's what Jesus is saying. Hired hands don't really care for the sheep. Uh, they don't really care for the group of people that they're supposed to be serving. They're in it for themselves. They're in it for their paycheck. They're in it maybe. Sometimes they're in it for the prestige that they get. Sometimes they're in it for the sense of fulfillment that they have because they're serving people and helping people. Um, but in the end, they're hired hands. And they're willing to walk away when things get tough. They're willing to walk away uh, when the sheep start biting, you know, because sometimes sheep bite. And when the sheep bite, it hurts. Uh, and so, you know, they want, you know, to, to run away from the sheep or maybe have a little mutton, um, you know, for, for lunch, uh, whatever they need to do to deal with the sheep. Uh, these, these, this is the hired hand. And... I believe, and this is risky, I'm not going to put my, my percentage. You know, I make up percentages a lot. Um, you know, probably 70% of the percentages that I, I make up and the other 30% I estimate, something like that. Uh, so, but, so I'm not going to do that here. <clears throat> but I would dare say that I think a majority of Leaders of churches today are hired hands. I think a majority of leaders of churches today are hired hands. And I think it's one of the reasons why the church in so many places is so weak. Because they're not being led by shepherds. <clears throat> It's being led, the, these churches are being led by hired hands. And I think the Holy Spirit would say, discern shepherds from hired hands and stop following hired hands. Stop following hired hands. Well, you might be a hired hand if you think of your ministry as a career. 
You might be a hired hand if you enrich yourself at the expense of those who have not. You might be a hired hand if you are not serving out of humility and obedience to Jesus. You might be a hired hand if you don't passionately obey the chief, the chief, not the chief, but the chief shepherd. You might be a hired hand if you leave when the going gets tough, and you might be the hired, a hired hand if you're willing to beat the sheep in order to get your way. So how do you know who a shepherd is? How do you know who a shepherd is? Well, three things according to Jesus. Well, probably two things and a half according to Jesus. First, shepherds lay down their lives for the sheep. Shepherds lay down their lives for the sheep. I would like to think, by God's grace, that I am a shepherd. And those of you who have walked with me for a long time here at City Temple... You know that a lot of times I'm not going to hold your hand if you're upset. Sometimes you might come complaining to me about somebody else, and instead of showing you sympathy, I'll say, buck up and take it like a Christian. Um, sometimes uh, I can't spend as much time with you as I'd like. But I hope everybody here knows that I would defend you to the death. Uh, and that I don't take any opportunity to leave. Being here for almost 20 years, over 19 years now, hopefully is a demonstration that I'm not going to up and run away, that I'm not here to enrich myself in any way, shape, or form. And I hope that every single one of the sheep of this church, City Temple, know that I love you with all the passion of my being and that I would do anything I could for you, for your prosperity, for your benefit. Now, I'm not exemplary that way. I think I'm a, a weak shepherd in many respects, but I am a shepherd. As shepherds lay down their lives, their preferences, their desires, their sense of what's easy, all of that, they lay it down for the benefit of the sheep to whom God's called them. Second thing, shepherds do not run from a fight. Shepherds do not run from a fight with wolves, with weather, with anything. Shepherds will stay and fight until the battle is over. In obedience to the chief shepherd. And the third way to recognize a shepherd Shepherds do not beat, berate, or seek to profit from the sheep. The reward comes from the chief <coughs> shepherd whom they ultimately serve. And so you can recognize true shepherds, they're laying their lives down for the sheep. They don't run from a fight with wolves or with weather or any other kind of adversity and they do not beat or mistreat the sheep or seek to benefit at the expense of the sheep. Now, it's important to deal with this issue. Does this mean that shepherds would never leave? You know, would, would a shepherd or a true shepherd ever be called from one church to another? And the answer is yes. 
you know, I have served three churches uh, in, in my more than 30 years of ministry. Uh, by far, City Temple has been the longest. Uh, but I only left when I sensed God giving me the, either the absolute call uh, or the direction, yes, you can leave. Um, I'll stay however long God calls me to stay. Uh, so sometimes shepherds are called to move from one place to another. It can happen, uh, but God will raise up other shepherds in their place, and we have to trust that that will happen. So whether or not somebody stays or goes uh, or is there for 19 years or 19 months doesn't determine uh, whether they are a shepherd. It's do they lay down their lives for the sheep? Do they refuse to run from a fight with wolves, weather, or any kind of adversity? And do they refuse to beat, berate, or benefit from the sheep themselves? And so we need to recognize we need to discern the real shepherds. And thank God there are thousands, uh, I, there are millions of shepherds around the world, genuine shepherds of Jesus Christ that God has called and gifted. And we need to seek them out. And we need to follow them. We need to listen for the voice of Jesus speaking through them. And there are, I dare say, millions of others who are shepherds but have never been given the opportunity to serve the sheep. And we need to see these people identified and raised up as the shepherds God has called them to be. So let us pray that this might happen. Let us pray for thousands upon thousands of shepherds to be released because there are millions upon millions upon millions of sheep who need to be served by genuine shepherds. And when a church is served by genuine shepherds, multiple shepherds, not just one, when a church is served by genuine shepherds, that church will be healthier, it will be stronger, and it will advance God's kingdom much more effectively in the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Gracious God, thank you so much for speaking to us, for speaking your word. I pray, Father God, that uh, you would give us real discernment so that we could recognize shepherds and distinguish them from hired hands. And Lord, I pray that you do that not by helping us just to discern hired hands, but give us the insight to discern real shepherds to discern what is truly, who is truly a shepherd. Give us that insight, that wisdom, so we can stop following hired hands and follow the shepherds that you have called into your fields to serve your sheep. We love you and praise you and pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.